right. What's up, my brothers? Welcome to another episode of the Unplugged Alpha Podcast, number 118, Advice for Single Men, A Woman's Perspective. This should be fun. Uh, it was brought to my attention that on a Reddit post that went pretty viral, a gal who is divorced wanted to offer some advice to single men from a woman's perspective. She's in her mid-30s, so I thought I'd tackle this and respond to it. How's my audio coming in tonight? Am I good? Let me know in the comments. By the way, all the live chat in the uh, channel going forward will be for members only. I've been told by YouTube for months, if you want to grow your channel, you have to encourage people to sign up for your membership. Um, so I set the lowest, cheapest possible tier possible. It's 99 cents a month, peanuts. So I hope you guys uh, pile in and help out. Hopefully this gets us a little more reach. Um, Awesome. Thanks, Steph. So advice for single men. I will, here, let me throw it up on the screen. Actually, we'll, we'll go through it together. It's story time. <laughs> uh, here we go. And boom, 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 baby, boom. All right. Let's see if we can make this a little bit bigger. Nope, that's not it. I was actually concerned that they might take down this post because Reddit has a habit of when posts go viral, taking them down. This one didn't get taken down, though, interestingly enough. So we'll see uh, how long it lasts. But where is the... Uh, they've updated Chrome. Here we, go. here we go. Okay, here we go. Advice for single men, a woman's perspective. Pete, thanks for joining. Appreciate you, brother. I'm in my mid-30s. Divorced. Oh, sorry. Actually, before I continue, I should enlighten my viewers because it's always important to understand the source and what they're feeling when they provide this information. Um, when women dispense advice for single men and they're single, <clears throat> they're doing it from the perspective of the guys that they're already attracted. So they're not doing it for the general benefit of the males or for men in general. They're doing it for the benefit of the guys that she's already attracted to. So remember that when I'm reading this. And some of these I'm going to agree with. I'll be honest with you. I've gone through it. It's looking good. So she says, I'm in my mid-30s, divorced and have been on the dating scene for the last five years. Okay, so she's been out there for five years doing what she's been doing. Now, I'm not claiming all women are perfect or that we don't have our own shit to work on, but this post is strictly advice for the men. Again, this post is strictly advice for the men that I am already attracted to as a mid-30s divorced woman. Keep that in mind. Especially the 30s plus singles which sounds to me is the dating pool that she's dipping her toes into. Now she's saying, we've got our shit together, our careers are established, homes are secure, and we're doing the work on ourselves. We know that we're looking, we know what we're looking for in a partner. Now let me just highlight this real quick. We've got our shit together, our careers are established, home secure. She's basically describing herself as a guy that she wants to be with. Okay, keep that in mind. We've seen this on the Ladies' Nights podcast when we're talking to the gals. Hey, what do you bring to the table? You know, what is it that you bring to the relationship? And it's always some version of, I've got my shit together. My job's great. My home's secure. I have a nice car. You know, my house is decorated beautifully. You know, stuff like that. So this is, this is the description that she's given. Not, I'm feminine and I know how to cook. I know how to enter a man's frame and compliment his life. It's careers, jobs, secure, home. I'll go on. I've seen some repeated behaviors that can be so off-putting 
but easily avoidable. I just like to help some fellows out. Again, help out fellows that she's already attracted to. Not for the general male population. This is for the fellows that she's already attracted to. First thing she says is take the lead. Now, I'm going to agree with this one. She says, if you're going on a first date, make the effort and the initiative to plan something. The up to you, in quotations for those of you that are listening, or it's whatever, whatever you want to do, is it going to make a girl feel wanted or like she's worth the effort? A little thought and a serve and this goes such a long way. I'm going to translate that to you. It's she wants to follow a leader. She wants to look up to a giant. She can't do that if you can't tell her what time the date is, where you're going to meet, even go to the extent if you want, if you want to be a total Chad and say that black dress you wore in picture number three on the dating app. Yeah, wear that. Simple as that. Just take the lead, plan the date, make sure you take care of it. Next thing she says, and I'm going to agree with this as well. Please, for the love of God, just pay for the first date. If your funds are limited, choose something easy, a coffee, a walk in the park. Now, we've seen women, um, I've done videos on the Entrepreneurs and Cars channel, usually with some TikTok or something that I came across on Twitter that basically say, ladies, you shouldn't accept dates, these things. And a coffee date happens to be one of them. Whereas we've got this one over here telling guys a coffee date is absolutely fine. Now, the reason why it's absolutely fine is because the way she's writing this, she's writing it in such a way that she's trying to convince the guys that she's already attracted to, to modify their behaviors to suit her. So again, like I've said on the Entrepreneurs and Cars channel, when I'm responding to this nonsense, women don't give a shit about a coffee date. If she digs your vibe, if she likes you, she will go on a coffee date. She will go for a walk in the park, as I've stated here. You guys unplugging and seeing the code in the matrix. A dessert she even offers as a possible solution, which we've seen these lists before, these 29-point lists where women will say, dessert is not acceptable. If your date is unimpressed by that, then take it as a sign that a more high-maintenance girl is simply not the gal for you. Again, if she's attracted to you, she will do a coffee or walk in the park or dessert, like I said before. Take interest in your date. Ask questions and stay engaged. It goes both ways, but nothing is more off-putting than a man who either talks about himself the whole time or does not make the effort to show he wants to know you at a deeper level. Ask and listen. I'm going to agree with that as well. But here's the thing. It's from the perspective of sizing her up. Okay. I mean, if you show up on a date and you're yapping, women are very self-interested. Like I've always said, they're solipsistic. They have difficulty seeing past their own nose. So they're more concerned with what goes on in girl world. So let them talk. You know, the key thing is you're going to know if she digs your vibe, if she starts asking you questions. Okay? Now, the types of questions that you ask that she's going to ask will vary. If it's more on the beta buck side of things, she's going to be like, what do you do for a living? Not because she's interested in what you do for a living, but she's interested in how much money what you do for a living brings in. See what I'm saying? She starts asking things about, you know, well, what did you like about Egypt? Or what did you like about the Greek islands when you were there? That's interesting. That's like she's kind of interested in you. What do you like to do with your spare time? She's interested in you. But it's important to use your ears and your mouth in the ratio that you were given them in. You have two ears and one mouth. Use them in that ratio. Pay attention to what she's saying. It's going to help you size her up help you spot red flags as I outline in my book. I'm going to put the little ticker at the bottom here for you that have not read the book. Where's my little ticker? Uh, red flag chapter, boom, right there. Okay, you can get it from my email list for absolutely free. As soon as you opt in, it'll give you a page where you can download it. So you should be sitting there and asking her questions. Questions like, tell me about your childhood. 
oh yeah, da -da 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 -da. what school did you go to? Da -da 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 -da. What's your relationship with your parents like? You don't necessarily want to say what's your relationship with your parents like, but you know, what was your dad like growing up sort of thing? But that's, that's a more interesting question, right? That'll help you spot if she's got daddy issues. See what I'm saying here, right? So asking a couple of questions is always a good thing. Uh, I am not going to give a lecture on chivalry. So here comes the chivalry part. And again, this is from the perspective of she's already attracted to the men. This is the advice that she's looking for. This is the advice she's dispensing to the men that she already wants to get with. Okay. Uh, but a couple of small things make a big difference. Get out of your cart. Sorry. Get out of your car to greet her. Offer her food first if you're sharing. Walk her to her Uber or door when she's leaving. It's such small things. Now, this is just standard being a gentleman sort of thing. Like if you're meeting somebody for the first time, you should get up out of your chair and greet them. I'm not really sure why you would be sitting in your car to greet somebody for the first time. That's bizarre. But again, it's, it's out of courtesy. Even if it's a, a dude and I'm being introduced in a business uh, interaction, transaction, or anything like that, of course you're going to get out of your car or stand up to shake the other man's hand and look in his eyes. You're not shaking the other woman's hand. You can greet her however way you feel most comfortable, but greet them, you know, be a gentleman. It's pretty straightforward, right? Um, middle effort, you're considering incentive. Again, so far, I agree with the first four. This is where it's going to start to change a little bit, though. Uh, now, if you've reached a stage where she's coming over for the first time, please clean up. I mean, guys, if you're not cleaning your house, you should have a cleaning lady. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's just pretty straightforward. If you're not cleaning your house, get a cleaning lady. They're not that expensive. Um, an average, probably 2,300 square foot house is going to cost you 120 to 160 bucks uh, per visit. It's worth it. I don't like cleaning. It's not a good use of my time. I have ladies that come over that do it. They're fantastic. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. Just trust me, pay for a cleaning lady. Um, so, so the advice, again, so far, I agree with, right? Uh, I personally take it as a sign that not only are you not clean, but you don't even care to appear clean for the first time uh, at your house. This especially goes for the bathroom. Clean your toilet and wipe down your sinks. I do not want to see bowel stains and grime. <laughs> I, I laugh at this because this is funny. Because if a chick's coming over to a dude's house and he's got skid marks going in his toilet, <laughs> I can't imagine what's going through her mind, man. I mean, this is simple. <laughs> Draw the uh, appearance of cleanliness. I mean, you know, women are attracted to that. Uh, okay. uh, I continue to see this even with men in their 40s, and I don't understand how anyone thinks that's acceptable. You know, like I said, you got skid marks in your toilet, hire a cleaning lady or scrub them down. Now we get into the hookup part. Now, this is where it gets interesting because she's lecturing guys about becoming a virtuous, chivalrous, masculine dude uh, that she wants to get with. Again, she's in her mid-30s. She's been divorced and in the dating scene for five years. What does that mean in the five years? I don't know. She could have she could have ran through the entire city block. She could have been in a couple of long-term relationships. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out in a second. Uh, chivalry. So if you reach a stage where she's coming over, uh, clean up, bathroom. Okay, so now we're talking about the hookup part. Why is she talking about the hookup part if she's, so, if she's such a good catch? If you're about to hook up, Make the effort to ensure you're clean and fresh. I get that we might get a little musty sometimes, even if we're generally clean. People, take the time or excuse yourself and check. The pit's good. I don't know why the pits would matter. Like, is she going to lick them or something? Anyway, she wants to know that your pits are good. 
if you don't, if you don't even, if you can't even bother to take a shower, get yourself some wet wipe, you know, some wet wipes, some baby wipes or whatever. Just give yourself a little Spanish shower. That's what they call it, you know, back in the day, the Spanish shower. Clean enough, right? Do something basic like that, straightforward. Um, let's see sometimes if we're generally clean uh, or take the time to excuse yourself. It's okay. Are you getting some real action? Wash your D and get and really get in there, boys. <laughs> Wash your D and really get in there. Don't forget behind your nuts. Now, I don't know what the hell she's doing behind your ball, right? Because behind your nuts, there's something called a hash hole. What is she doing down there? I've experienced the most put-together men end up with a musty set of balls that I won't go near. If you take the risk of me taking a hit on that shit, then what else don't you care about? So quite a bit of vulgar language for a gal that's, you know, on a dating app. It's talking about chivalry and asking questions and getting to know her. All of a sudden now she's talking about the alpha seed. She's talking about the alpha. Okay, this is where she's going. Next one, if you're expecting a hookup or an overnight guest, please have clean sheets and a fresh towel. You hear her, fellas? Must not talk to you, not the alpha, but you got to have some clean sheets and a fresh towel. It's so basic, but maybe come off like a real grown-up. See, this is a shaming tactic, right? Uh, sh shaming tactics are a real put-off. Guys, don't ever, don't ever deal with them. Put your foot down, walk away. Nonsense. Uh, grown-up. A real grown up now that you've changed your sheets and giving her a fresh knuckle. Uh, she says she recently went on a couple of dates with a 50 year old man. So she's hooking up with a guy older than her. Lovely guy. I was excited to spend the night. He had one used and smelly bath towel that clearly had not been washed in ages. That was enough for me to lose attraction. Not look back. Inexcusable and representative of more. It says hygiene, cheapness, consideration that I'm staying over, a desire to make me feel welcome and comfortable. <laughs> Uh, let's keep going. There's plenty more. But these are a couple of things that I've been repeatedly, sorry, repeatedly among men 35 to 50 that should have ended up at college, sorry, that should have ended at college graduation. I'm curious to hear if this feels like too much to ask for or what else you would ask for. Well, edit this blew up. Here's some clarification. So I guess people got in the comments and there's 626 of them apparently. Uh, so she's done an edit with an update with the uh, feedback that she got from the comments. So she says, edit, well, this blew up, some clarifications and takeaways. The defensiveness is screaming at the moment. If you don't like the advice, then don't take it. Quite simple. I was careful not to claim that all men do these things. So I'm assuming that guys went in there and said, well, what are you, what are you doing wrong? What about you? I was also very careful to disclaim that women also have their own work to do, but I wasn't covering that. You can add your advice to women or make your own posts. Lots of criticism over why I'm giving advice if I'm divorced and dating. Seems to be a valid point, doesn't it? To clarify, I've had three serious relationships in those five years. So she bounced from dude to dude, and she's also banged a 50-year-old who didn't change the sheets or provide her with a clean towel. That's... That's four in five years. I guarantee you can multiply that number probably by about three or four, you know, for being honest. Uh, in those five years, peppered with dates along the way. I guarantee it's more than just dates. 
probably dozens upon dozens upon dozens with dozens of hookups along the way. Or dozens upon dozens. You figure out the multiple. I don't care. You know the numbers are a lot higher than what she's reporting. Uh, I do not see this as a failure. Well, that's accountability is very difficult for women to come to, you know, to arrive at. It's like, you know, many, many times. It's just life, and I'm entitled to share my piece. Just like everybody else is entitled to share their piece and the responses. She goes on, I welcome the pushback on paying on a first date. So there's some people pushing back saying that what you should go Dutch or you should split the bill. Guys, the first date is a sniff test. One hour at max. You don't want to get stuck in a situation where you're sitting there with a psycho at dinner for three hours and you want to get the hell out of there. An hour is simple. It's a drink, it's a coffee, it's a stroll in the park, whatever it has to be. Yeah, like a coffee is like six, six bucks at Starbucks, seven bucks. I don't know. Right. Maximum, it's going to cost you less than 20 bucks. Right. Just pay on the first date. Make it simple. You're the man, lead. If you want her to follow your lead, you're going to have to pony up some bucks. It's just, guys, it's incumbent upon you. Right? I am more traditional and now live in a country where it, it is customary. Now, I love this I am more traditional bit because we've got hordes and hordes of women today saying that they're traditional, they're religious, they're women of God, born again, virgins even sort of thing. A traditional woman is a woman that is pure. She hasn't shared her body with loads of men or more than one man, in fact, if you want to go right to like original traditions from the Bible, you know, from scripture. Uh, that's a traditional woman. She, you know, she's got culinary skills. She knows how to cook. She's not going to bang on like she did early on at the top over here about, uh, where does she say here? Our shit together, our careers, home secured. That's not a traditional woman. A traditional woman would be at home with her parents under her father's care and guidance and protection until she finds a guy that he gives her away to. Not shit together, careers established, home secure. That's not traditional, okay? it's. I always find it's interesting that women like to go to, to traditional when it's convenient for them. I am more traditional and now live in a country where it's customary. What? I get that may not be the case everywhere and you do whatever works for you. Uh, I happen to appreciate the gesture of paying and I always offer to pay I show my appreciate and reciprocate by paying on the next date. Now, when a woman offers to pay, they don't want to pay. It's a shit test. They want to see if you're going to take their offer to pay. Just your money's not needed here. I got this. It's okay. Right? You want to do something for me? Maybe dinner sometime. How about that? Uh, anyway, she says, I always offer to pay. And if you insist, I show my appreciate and reciprocate by paying for the next thing, the next date or getting a gestured gift with a book they like, their favorite cookies, or something the next time I see them. That's clever. That's actually a nice thing for a gal to do for a guy. If she's traditional and pure. Uh, I, I believe men deserve these things too. Again, the men that I'm already attracted to. Uh, I never, so if she's not attracted to you guys, if she doesn't get your vibe, if she doesn't have genuine burning desire, she's not buying you the cookie. Just, just to be clear. Okay. You don't think for a minute when you see stuff like this, oh, hey, she'll buy me cookies or she'll get me a nice book that I like. It's not how it works. It's for the men that she's already attracted to. Uh, I never said plan the whole thing. I said take the initiative. I don't know why anybody would push back. It's probably dudes doing this. I mean, I'd have to read all the comments. 
perspective. I want to take that time up. I'd rather get to the Q&A and talk to you guys. I never said plan the whole thing. I said take the initiative. Again, just plan the thing, guys. Lead. It's not difficult. Find a coffee shop that's nearby. Find a place that's you know serving nice drinks on the patio. Find a park to take or a stroll in with the coffee in hand as you go. It is not difficult to plan a basic date. A woman that digs your vibe that has genuine desire will do anything on a first date. Ask me how I know. That means if we agree on a place, you offer to call and make the reservation. Straightforward. You know, we're going to go here for, for drinks and it requires a reservation. Fine. Take care of it. Done. Reservation for eight. Wear that thing in picture number three. Don't take her for dinner on a first date. That's dumb. You're going to get tied into a situation for several hours. You're going to waste a whole bunch of money on a chick that may not even dig your vibe that you could goofball on. She could goofball on you. Keep it simple. It's a sniff test. One hour max. It shows me you're interested, decisive, motivated, and won't leave everything to me. I mean, I really can't disagree with that. The chivalry is much less about gender roles and more about manners. I gave this some thought and I realized I would do any of those things with my own girlfriends. If we're sharing food, I'll offer her food first. If I'm dropping her off, I'll wait until she's safe in the house. This is like, guys, this is common courtesy. If you're dropping anybody off, a friend, a chick, your kids, look, if they're your kids, you're going to make sure they get into your exit house, aren't you? It's just, it's just common sense. Common sense. It's also protective too, right? At least you know she got into the house. She can't make some weird claim that you did something or whatever, right? Uh, house, it shows care, thoughtfulness, and really admirable. And blah, blah, blah. Okay. Again, I never said women should do nothing but show up. <laughs> Why are people complaining about a woman just showing up and entering your frame? It's beyond me that people would push back and be like, well, women have to do this. And why doesn't she pay for that? Or why doesn't she set up the date? I'm sure that's what the comments are going to allude to if I start digging through. Again, I'd rather take the calls. Uh, not, I don't believe in playing games, expecting men to chase. Yeah, well, good. You know, you finally learn. It usually takes women a while to figure it out, you know, especially high-value guys that they're attracted to. They don't chase women because they have options. I always notice that on the ladies' night show. When you get a younger gal that hasn't sort of figured it out, it's like, oh, I really like this guy, and he was so awesome, and it was the best date ever. And then, you know, I just stopped talking to him because, you know, he did something weird. Like one thing, or remotely weird. You know, you saw it last week on the show, right? And I had to tell the gal, I'm like, you're going to have to make more of an effort. If you dig the guy's vibe and you want him to express interest in you and prioritize you, you need to understand he has other options dealing with other options, you need to shine from them. It's, it's pretty simple. Uh, make the effort, especially if you're a high-value guy. You know, Women should be making the effort. If they're not, pff, bye. See you later. Putting in no effort. I believe women have to bring many of these same things to the table, blah, 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 communicating, showing interest, showing appreciation. Again, guys that she's already like interested in, right? Remaining engaged, making an effort to show up with their best selves and maintaining good hygiene, clean homes. I mean, guys, look, Guys are generally not as tidy as women. If we're not. But like I said earlier, just get a cleaning lady. It solves the problem. But if you're at a chick's house and it's filthy or it stinks or something like that, there's no excuse for that. You should not be tidy as a woman. Some people really don't take the time to read the words I carefully put together and are so trigger happy on their keyboards. I'm a real person who was trying to impart real advice. 
everyone is welcome to disagree and I appreciate the ones that did constructively. Now the people fighting me on hygiene, no words for The link to join is below. I'd rather spend an hour talking to you guys than reading the comments, but I will begin to take a look at the comments until you start clicking that link to join because I'm kind of curious, actually. I don't know, 500, 596 comments is here. Women's dating advice. All right, let's see what the, um, can I sort this by most respond to or, uh, let's, I don't know, we'll leave it at best. I don't usually do read it. Uh, this one's, when I read advice about these basic things, I always wonder how many men in their mid 30s to 40s are generally established in life, careers and things like that. Do not do that. Where do women find men with hygiene problems? I'm a man. I expect every man who I know is a friend or professional would do that. Some of them are successful women. I mean, I've never hung out with one of my friends and been like, yo, dude, you stink. Or gone to their place and been like, your place reeks. Or why do you have like skid marks in the toilet now that I think about it? Um, but again, I mean, these guys are put together. They're solid. They probably have cleaning ladies as well. Um, so again, you know, I co-sign it. Just don't be a slob, man. Uh, I'm going to super chat here. Don't usually drop 20 rich, but why is hygiene even a topic? It's a topic because some guys stink, I guess. I mean, she she also mentioned she's got a proclivity to go behind his nuts. I'm not really sure what she's doing behind the nuts, the area from the nuts butthole or behind the balls. There's an area that she likes. I don't know. Personally, I don't want women to go anywhere near that shit, generally speaking. Uh, met a guy who was vice president at a financial firm who didn't wash his ass. I don't know, like, why are women obsessed with a dude's asshole? That's interesting. So the credit, maybe she's doing a rusty trombone. <laughs> you can look that up. Uh, so the credentials doesn't translate well to the hygiene department. Goes without saying, nothing happened. Wash his ass. Like what, his ass? It seems like original poster constantly runs into men 30 plus who have hygiene issues and stuff like that. She's even attracted some of them enough to have sex with them. Clearly she hooks up with enough of them because it's one of the points that she made in the five or six of them. So it's assuming that she's been, that she's being promiscuous. If she's talking about hooking up and giving advice on uh, what men should be doing for the hookup. Uh, where do you find men like that? Dude, they're everywhere. They're, they're, easy establish self states for sentences I've, I've visited okay so here's a check busta crimes 91 all right that puts her at what 30 uh 30 ish i've visited a number of men's homes in my career and had many potential relationships and immediately after visiting their homes you'd be surprised how many people have it all together but their house is eight Count on one hand the amount of time that visited a man's home and been reasonably clean and tidy. Now again, women's so it should be noted. Women's idea of clean and tidy is different from a man's idea of clean and tidy. Objectively, my house is clean and tidy. Now, if my gal comes over, she's gonna tell you it's not. But here's why. Women are so obsessively compulsive about the most 
retarded things. She'll go to a pantry cupboard or a cupboard where you keep Tupperware, for example. And if the lids aren't stacked with the Tupperware stacked neatly and the glass ones over here and the lids for that one over there and the measuring cups over there, in a way that she deems is acceptable, you will be judged and she will call you messy or untidy. Even though objectively, if any of your normal friends come over to your place, they'll be like, Rich keeps a nice tidy house, right? Anyway, uh, surprise how many to have it all at your house reasonable clean time i've ended up multiple dates i've ended multiple dates early due to disgusting toilets and like is disgusting toilets a thing for guys today when they're dating because like it just seems common flush the thing have a cleaning lady come over and clean it if you don't have a cleaning lady because you can't afford one just do it yourself get a scrubber brush go to the dollar store and get a scrubber brush and get rid of the skid marks it's not complex but a shocking how filthy some bathrooms are. His men who are in their 30s and 40s look clean and respectable jobs, but for some reason live in filth. I can't disagree. It can be a uh, I think there's no right or wrong for a woman when she's been imprinted by multiple guys. So it goes with their thinking and her views. Yeah. Women don't think that um, there's any consequences to, to promiscuity, but there is, as you just pointed out. Uh, apparently, there exists a subset of actually refused butts. I have not encountered them in a while, but apparently they do exist. Okay, so again, obsession with a dude's butt. Hmm. You know what the trick is? I think I think dads get this. The trick is this, I'm, guys. I'm letting you in on a little secret here, because maybe maybe I've just solved the dirty butthole problem for you. I think I have. It's not complex tell you how to do it and you learn this when you become a father and i should add to that you change the diaper because you get baby wipes when you have a baby because that shit is nasty and you gotta clean it up you gotta it's part of it's part of the di diaper changing process i'm never changing a diaper again i'll tell you that much but i learned the use of baby wipes and if you're in the bathroom and you're a dude dropping bombs baby wipes they work for adults too. Trust me. Get yourself some baby wipes. Get them from Costco. They're in a big ass box, multiple packs, even in different bathrooms. They're great when you travel. Awesome. Uh, I wish I knew it was attractive enough. Find a bathroom coming across for so many years. How is in it you are attracted to them? You may be beautiful, great person. I have a question. Some of these guys do not talk in complete sentences. Guys or gals? I don't know who's talking here. Uh, you don't have okay, dirty, dirty homes. Truly, you don't understand what a large proportion of men are like this. Maybe you're a straight dude looking at yourself and your friends thinking they have their shit together, but unless you've been going down on them, I assure you, okay, so these chicks are going down on the dude's buttholes. I assure you, you don't know what the hygiene of the average dude is like. And if you have guy friends, that you haven't been to their home, it's probably because it's gross. I don't know. I don't know what the obsession is about. It's interesting. My type non-negotiables are smart, funny, advanced in their careers, stable, kind. None of these men are, men appear to be slobs at face value, but they all seem put together and will generally be dressed well groomed. Just when I get to the place, I see how they're living. I was married for years, and I am well aware of how some men live, but I just can't believe nor wanting to clean up. And make an impression if you know you have a guest coming over. I'm sure my place is perfectly right. 
you know what? Again, cleaning lady, scrubbing brush. But you know what? These chicks complaining about cleaning or the cleanliness or the cleanliness level of your bathroom. Again, your acceptable level is going to be different from their acceptable level, especially for the like OCD clean freaks. They're out there. They're out there. <clears throat> she will clean your bathroom for you. If she really likes you, like really digs your vibe, she's got genuine burning desire, as I described in my book. If she has genuine burning desire for you, she will clean your bathroom. Actually. Maybe not on the first date, but she will. You know? um, she may raise the point of, you know, this needs to be organized better or your bathroom's uh, not clean. You clean it up. No problem. Uh, thing is, you shouldn't have to be telling. Okay, here's another chick, I think. Thing is, you shouldn't have to be telling men to not dress like slobs and not smell like they showered and pig shit. Oh, isn't she pleasant? Dates are very much like come as you are affair. And if you are disgusting in your natural habitat, then I'd rather know on date one so I don't bother with date two. They'll make an effort for that one date, and then their natural preferences will settle back in, and you'll be stuck with a man in department hygiene. J.S. Dyer? What the hell does that mean? Hygiene J.S. Dyer. I don't know. You guys let me know in the comments if you know what the hell that means. Uh, it's like it's like how I shouldn't have to tell women not to be nasty and abusive and judgmental. <laughs> women are the most naturally judgmental creatures on the planet. They judge women far harsher than they, than they judge anybody else, other women. Slut-shaming is originated by women. Okay, The term the wall originated from women when they would try to shame other women for still trying to compete in the sexual marketplace. Oh, wow, what is she doing? Da, 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 right? Women are very judgmental, in fact. So again, there's always often conflicts between what's said and what's um, you know done. Actions express priorities, as they always say. If there's a way she's just just is, and I'd rather know right away, save myself trouble instead of finding the hard way in six months, when her personality starts finally leaking through the facade, you know, I refuse. Is this a dude or a chick? I just talking about her. One of those criteria is really happy to pay for the first date, but she should at least offer to split the bill. No, dude. See, this is some this is some stupid shit. She should at least offer to split the bill. I'm not going to expect her to, and if she does, I'm not taking her money anyway. Right? This is some plugged-in dork that thinks that, yeah, you know, if I pay for the first date, you should pay for the second. Go out to dinner, we should split the bill, sort of thing. How and these are the same guys who are like, well, I just wanted to lead the relationship. I don't know why she wouldn't let me lead. One of those criteria for me is I'm happy to pay for the first date. If she expects freebies, then she's clearly not that interested in me. It says a lot about her personality and level of commitment. Guys crying about a couple bucks for a drink. Um you deal with these super chats. Hey Rich, Singaporean bartender of nine years. I get to witness Colonel, human nature, every shift. Women like her are at the bottom of the dating totem pole. We call stragglers still hanging around when the lights are up. Ouch. Andy, funny that this even came up. I've been using baby wipes since I had kids. Uh, no issue bomb and all kinds of other benefits for the butt-loving ladies, apparently. Yeah, I'm telling you guys, baby wipes. There's, there's even a company. Um, I saw this on a, a Dragon's shark tank or whatever it was show uh that that came up with wipes okay and i think they got investment money 
I've seen dude wipes in the store before, like in the Walmart when I was in Colorado. Um, I haven't seen them in Canada yet. But um, yeah, so dude wipes are essentially sold as um, baby wipes. They're just repackaged, painted black with some cool shit on it to make it look more masculine. Uh, but dude wipes are essentially baby wipes. So yeah, um, dung is fun. She's only dealing with guys called T-Bash. These guys are physically attractive beyond measure, but they are poor. How do I know? I have sisters, guys called T-Bash. <laughs> Uh, clean and ready for gifts are two different things though like as male 36 i make sure my place is clean but it is a bit of a man cave nice home bar very nice gym, but no sofa or coffee table okay who cares um this is one of these critical things about uh hygiene that she kept talking about because it's mostly women that's been shining they're everywhere. She's divorced. If she's divorced and has been unsuccessful dating for five years, why is she trying to give advice? It's a fair point. I mean, look, women are incredibly, like, there's not a lot of options, if we're being honest, right? Like, maybe for every, like, 50 to 100, you're going to find one girl that's worth dating on a long-term basis. Um, but the same can also be said for men. They feel like men are very weak and competent. Um, they don't have a lot of useful skills. It can be socially awkward. They can be filthy, apparently, and leave skid marks on the toilet. Uh, didn't she say her dating was unsuccessful? Maybe she got what she was looking for. <laughs> That's, uh, okay, here's a story from Gal. Sunglass dandelion. It's always something like that, eh? Like blue butterfly, white charming butterfly, da sea glass dandelion. Let's read it in her voice. When I was 23, I dated a guy who was 30, thinking he would have his shit more together than guys my age. When he came to my place, I spent all day cleaning to try and make a good impression. The first time I went to his place, the carpet crunched. Like everywhere I stepped, there was something embedded in it. His entire bathroom was calcified in some way, and the kitchen sink couldn't be used because of all the dirt that was stacked in it. You know, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. You never would have been able to tell how he presented himself in the outside world, but I felt like, I feel like, right? I felt like I could get <laughs> tonight in that apartment. There's a number of men I've dated since who are, whose shower walls and shower curtains have mold powder covered in them. <laughs> Why are these women dating these losers? That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to understand. Like none of my friends, when I go to their places, do I see mold on sh shower curtains. I don't get it. Like, this is how low the bar is, guys. Like, this, this is your competition. Dudes that have mold on shower. You can buy a shower curtain at the dollar store for a fucking dollar. Replace it. Throw it out. You don't wash it. You don't clean it down. Just have a stack of them in your freaking, you know, linen closet or whatever. And throw it out when it gets dirty. They're cheap. Like, get a new shower curtain. Cover uh, them that would rival works in abstract art no matter their economic cultural background homes with basic cleanliness definitely been the exception not the norm. but then that my friends and i have dated to the point that sometimes when discussing new friends partners we celebrate if they own more than one cleaning supply and the first thing that tells us about these men is that they won't bother to split the household labor with relation oh that's interesting look at that 
And the first thing that tells us about these men that have more than one cleaning supply is that they won't bother to split household labor if the relationship gets serious. I don't know, man, like these Reddit posts can get hilarious, really, really entertaining. Some of this back and forth stuff, crunchy carpet, crunchy carpet. Yeah. I mean, I like, I'm honestly trying to think I've ever walked into a friend's house and this carpet was crunchy. Maybe in my early twenties. I don't know. I've never seen that before. It's a pretty nasty shit. This is what continues to surprise me. I was divorced in my 30s and hadn't been single since I was a teen. This was all new to me. I continue to be shocked at what I come across. Some people here are asking where I'm meeting these men. Maybe it's who I attract, but I'm in my mid-30s. Thankfully, I have a very, again, thankfully have been very successful in my career, well-educated and well-traveled. Guys, you know what well-traveled means. Do you? She's, she's been run through. Okay. Any, any gal that's all I'm well-traveled. Look, if you're well-traveled with your husband that you were married to for 15 years that you married when he was 20 and divorced when you got to 35, if you're well-traveled with him, cool. But if you're well-traveled single gal, guys, that's a big red flag. I don't want a gal that's well-traveled. I'll take her on well-traveled. How's that? I tracked my mid-30s, thankfully been successful in my career. Again, selling my career and education, like that's a selling point. Your travel is definitely not a selling point. That just means you've been with a bunch of dudes. I'm usually meeting these men with a ton of screening. My professional circles and my social circles of like-minded friends and acquaintances. I'm guessing this is the author. These guys are usually older than me, more successful, seemingly well-kept, with nice homes. So I imagine my shock when I find them living like this. You know, Skid marks in the toilet being hard to fix, man. When it comes to genital hygiene, most men don't. There's a lot of women complaining about genital hygiene, but are they aware of genital? Like, are they really aware of genital hygiene? Are are they? There's some stuff down there that ain't fucking good, man. You can't assume because you showered six hours ago, you won't be musty down there. Also, if you showered an hour ago and then you go number two, you will stink down there no matter how well you think you wipe. Wet wipes will help. Oh. <laughs> I've heard my wife and her girlfriends talk about this topic a few times. It's way more common than you think, especially if alcohol is involved. The men have no idea they smell. Wet wipes can be used in your armpits, in any area of your body, dudes, it works. Yes, I use flushable wipes. See? Wet wipes. Get dude wipes if you want, or just get baby wipes. Baby wipes are way cheaper. They're not branded to like be all black and masculine and shit. It's just a packaging that's all blacked out with like some fucking cool shit on it. Uh, surprising to find a man, no baggage, no existing. Give me, give me one more before I start moving to Collins. As a divorced 30-year-old woman, I don't need the first two at all. I prefer the first date not being fully paid for by the man, and I like to take the lead more often than not. 
I did come from an abusive marriage where I had no choice, though. So too much assertiveness makes me comfortable and untrustworthy of who I'm with. Go back to be why. Okay. I wanted, what did you say over here? I like to take the lead more often than not. How much you want to bet she's got short purple hair? Five, five, and a little bit on the round side. Anyway. Greed. Adjust the dating. A lot of men tired of putting a ton of effort. It just, it just kind of goes on and on and on, eh? Anyway. All right, let's do this. Let's kill this uh, story because it's starting to bore me. Boring. All right, let's do this. So the call-in link, if I drop it, let me open up another window here. Um, did I drop in the live chat? I did. I did. It's pinned at the top. So hit the Q&A call-in link, guys. Let's, let's take some questions on whatever you guys uh, want, whatever's going on in your, your head, your mind. Oh, cool. It looks like everything is simulcasting to Instagram as well. That's interesting. It's working this time. Wonderful. Okay. Let me grab the ad reel. I'll be back in a minute and a half. Click the link to join in on the YouTubes if you guys want to ask a question. I'm live there right now. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness, to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, we're back. Moving on to the Q&A segment. Now, I can't even have my earphones in because in another window I have instagram live video connected to Streamyard, um and it's playing the audio so i'm getting echo feedback and everything so i'm gonna have to just close the instagram screen i don't know if you guys are going to lose the views over there if you do head over to youtube the unplugged alpha subscribe to the channel and continue watching over there i'll remain live so i'll figure this out afterwards it's the first time doing it Whew. that was really annoying trying to uh 
get the audio working. All right, Q and A. Let's do this. Let's do this. We got Ken here. Let's see what Ken's got for us. All right, Ken, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich, how's it going? Good, man. What do you got for me tonight? Hey, just wanted to uh, get into your red flags in your book. Sure. And uh, just the I I headlined my uh, heads up with you as pink flags. And one of your red flags I remember was addictions. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by pink flags? What's what's that? Uh, yeah, that's just my kind of thing. That uh, is a, a preview to what can be a red flag. Okay, so this is leading up to red flag, sure. Okay. Yeah. So one of the ones, uh, well, this is the one that happened the other night with the girl I've been dating, is. Uh, this drink isn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that leads into your uh, red flag of addiction and other stuff like that. So I uh, just wanted to give you something to rip on and other men of our tribe to. When did you meet this chick? Is she, is she recent or somebody you've been uh, seeing for a while? It's, it's been about uh, four to five months. Oh, okay. And, like, is she uh, normally complaining about food or drinks when it comes? No, she's she's actually a great woman. Yeah. Uh, respectful, not disgusting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, understands the role of a woman, has a great family life. and uh, did, you, did you take a sip of the drink to see if it was watered down? No, I, I, no, I didn't do that. At all. That, that would have been what I would have done next is, okay, yeah, you're right. That's that's watered down or you're making a mountain out of a molehill and then just move on from it sort of thing. It's not really a red flag. Now, if she's constantly complaining about food, service, drinks, you know, the, the amount of boozes in the drinks, it's probably her, right? But if you've been dating her for five months and the first time it's ever come up, it's not that big of a deal. I wouldn't worry about it too much. No sweat off my back. Hey, I appreciate that perspective because uh, the one red flag that didn't come up is daddy issues. That's good. Does she have any other ones? Uh, I'm still examining, but um, I was really looking for the daddy issues and tattoo stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which has came up in the past for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's got a big family, loves her dad. What's your what's your take on tattoos? I'm curious. Uh, I'm I don't like them, and mm. I you know I'm an older dude. Mm. I was 55. I was in the Navy too. Yeah. Just just never got just never got it. Um, you know I I think I'm kind of in your realm where. You know, if if there's some little mild stuff, you know, to her son or whatever, but when it's to her son, I do have to say that I my red light goes on for her being a single mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my I, son Aiden is my world. Oh uh, yeah. Or Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> like sure. <my> nephew. <laughs> so <laughs> Here's the thing about tattoos, and I think that Moff mentioned this on one of the shows that we were on together at one point. He said something along the lines, which I thought was quite clever. Um, There's always a direct correlation between the amount of tattoos 
and the amount of mental baggage that they're carrying along. Um, and I mean, I kind of distilled it in my book as well, not in that specific way. The other thing that I found was really interesting too. And I was talking to Elliot Hulse, I was on his podcast, uh, a few months ago and he was bringing up the red flags and he was talking about the tattoos and he said, you know, the thing that bugs me about them is that she has to sit in a chair while a man penetrates her over and over and over and over and over, right? You see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I don't oh, think yeah. about that part. Yep. That, that is the most disturbing part, the submission to another man. Yeah. I've also had a tattoo artist on my channel a few years ago, I think when I was doing the Before the Trainwreck podcast series, and he was telling me that a good chunk of the women that men tattoo, they end up banging. Yep. I can definitely see that. Um, my last... I think you got canceled for saying that, actually. Yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of a disgusting kind of a aspect. It is. Yeah. Or it can be, you know. Um, but, you know, thanks for taking my call. And Anytime, man. Take care, Ken. You bet, Rich. Yeah. All right, guys, the lines are open if you want to call in. It's pinned at the top of the YouTube here. Let me grab the YouTube link real quick. Uh, view on YouTube. And copy. And paste here. So that's the YouTube link if you guys want to head over and call in and ask a question. I'll get to these super chats right now. It's just pinned at the top of the live chat. Uh, Dung says, three years ago, I used to go, I used to do dinner dates. Not anymore. The girl I took out, she left her jacket in my car. So I drove back to give it to her. When I got there, there was a guy at, <laughs> there was a guy at the apartment. She immediately jumped on him. That's interesting. So she left her jacket in his car, had dinner with him went home, forgot about the jacket. She was in such a rush to get home to bang the alpha. She left her jacket in this guy's car and he comes over and finds out that she's with another guy already after he just bought her dinner. That is, look, man, that sucks. Um, all of us have been some version of that guy, but that is the clearest definition that you could see today about the difference between the alpha seed and beta need. Um, boom. Cyan, uh, starting in 2016, I considered divorce, but complicated things in 2013. I brought my wife to the U.S. She gained weight and neglected herself despite health issues and is and her helping me during a critical time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they always say that you're better off leaving them there and going to visit them. Um, so Cuba is a country that Canadians can visit and have always been able to visit. I don't know what the status with the U.S. is right now, but um, back in my 20s, I used to work with a couple of guys in finance, and they used to go to Cuba a lot. Uh, Veradero, actually, Veradero's got very nice beaches, like probably some of the best in the Caribbean, I would say, but the food sucks. Um, and I mean, I'm generally not attracted to uh, like the women there, but these guys would go down and they would... Uh, have families with the local women. So they would have something going on here in Canada and they would fly because it was cheap and they would fly down there and, you know, do their thing. Um, but they would always leave them behind. It was a the point that I was making to this guy's super chat. Uh, 
After 13 years together, focusing on saving money and health and physique, I've dated casually, but prioritize other goals. Um, why don't you call in, man? Just click the link and join in and we'll chop it up. We'll see what you got on your, uh, your plate. Um, I did a video the other day on uh, the Entrepreneurs of Cars channel about the best way to invest $5,000 that pissed off a couple of pussies. But I basically said invest in yourself and I outlined some ways that you can do that for practically free for the most part. Uh, but check it out. Um, there's that. All right. Let's take some more of these callers here. Uh, Ken, we already did. We got Sean. Sean, what's up, buddy? What can I do for you tonight? You're muted. You got to take that. There you go. Hey, Rich. Yeah. Hey, Rich. Uh, I've been listening for a long time. My first time calling in. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Cool. Um, I'm a 28-year-old dude. Um, I live in LA. I have a lot going for me. I'm a third year law student here in LA. Got some good career prospects. I've mm. been in sales prior to this. So a pretty great people person. I just got out of a pretty long-term relationship. It was like six years long and, mm. uh, you know, contempt started building up and that was ultimately the end of the relationship. And it was a, a huge hit to my ego. Mm. So I'm um, little by little trying to rebuild, you know, how I feel about myself, my personal image. Yeah. I do all the things that you talk about, right? I got my career in order. I lost a lot of weight. I got shredded for the summer. Mm. Um, I do martial arts here and there. I have great friends, all of them very educated and successful. Yeah. Um, one thing that I feel like I'm struggling with is... Uh, but Sean, but Sean, did you watch the start of the show? Do you wipe your butthole properly? Yes, I have a bidet. Very important. I, I want, I, I'm so glad I'm on this call. Everyone I just wanted to make sure we got that out of the way because there's a big demand for the gals on that Reddit thread. I, I have skincare routine and my hygiene is very on point. Not a boy. Sorry, <laughs> super, carry on. I didn't super. mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. Thank you. So <laughs> actually right now I'm going to go see one of the girls uh, uh, spinning, you know, one of the plates that I'm spinning. Yeah. Um, but my problem is that I feel like I should be dating hotter chicks mm. and I'm kind of struggling to, to do that. Maybe it's like some of the cold approaching that I struggle with, but mm -hmm. it's very hard to meet people here in LA. Is there anything that you would recommend like, Help rate the girls. Yeah, yeah. So rate the girls that you're dating right now on a scale of one to ten. You know the plates that you're spinning. Where are they at Between mostly? Four Between four Sorry. and six. Four and six. Okay. So rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, with ten being the best version of yourself. Where do you fit? So I give myself a solid seven. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think I have a lot going on. I think once I graduate, pass the bar exam, get my career rolling. Yeah. Um, between eight and nine. You know, I'm I'm educated. I'm in great shape. Okay. Uh, got a lot of things going on. I think. How old are these gals that you're dating? Um, so I'm 28. They're anywhere, you know, under, uh, they're younger than me. Sometimes they're older, but the ones that are older than me, I don't take seriously at all. It's for yeah. recreational use only. How much older are you dating? Uh, I think, I think the one I'm going to see right now is like 34. Yeah. 34 year old cougar looking at the 28 year old law student. Eh? You don't, yeah. you don't go younger than yourself. Of course I do. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I've, I've, hooked up with a girl who was 20 and all the way yeah. up to like 34, you know, I'm actually like, you know, when you describe younger women, they're generally not fours, right? I mean, if they're a four at 22, they're going to be like a minus four at 35, right? Cause you know, women are sort of like expiring by that point. Um, I know some people get so pissed off when they say, Oh, women don't expire. You know, women, yeah, they beauty yeah, fades. They yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to deal with maybe, women that are younger than you, that are fours, five, sixes, I mean, like, why even bother? Why are you even going out with them? Like, why not do something else with your time, man? 
So again, I think it was like a huge hit to my ego. Um, I had a lot of future planning around with my uh, last girlfriend. Yeah. It was six years long. So yeah. it's just. I'm Why'd you guys break up? You said something about contempt. So what was the, so what was the contempt that led up to the breakup? So I'm living at home because I live 30 minutes uh, from school and LA is a very high cost of living area. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, I'm saving myself about $20,000 in rent a year. Yeah. And she, she was my age and she really wanted to get our life going together. Mm-hmm. And I think because I kept pushing off, you know, trying to get a place because mm-hmm. I don't want to pay Graystar Realty $3,000 a month in rent where mm-hmm. I'm looking to buy something as soon as I graduate because I'll have a six-figure income. Did she and, have her own place or was she living with her parents? No, she was living with me for a little bit, which was a little with, tough. She was living with was you living at your parents? I have a single mom, so I was living with my mom. Okay, but still, I mean, like she was living in your parents' home, though. Yes, that was also a very difficult thing. Why did you move her into your mom's house? It was early in the relationship, and um, I was hesitant, but my mom kept inviting her in and uh-huh. just saying, stay with us, because she was having some job problems. But by the end of the relationship, I mean, my ex was making like close to 130. But here, here's yeah. the thing. I have a buddy who uh, just graduated law school. His girlfriend paid for every single penny of their rent, and she made half as much as my ex. So yeah. looking back, I'm like, oh, well, my ex was selfish comparatively. Well, I mean, you moved her into your house when she had a shitty prospect. Like, you played Captain Savaho, or maybe your mom did. I don't know. But, like, you know, move out and let's get a place together. What you were doing is reasonable. And honestly, a lot of women will look past that. I mean, you're going to a chick's house right now, yeah? Yeah. No problem, right? You still live at your mom's house? Yep. No problem. You're going to be a lawyer in a few years making bucks deluxe, right? Less than a year at this point. There you go, right? So it's like, you know, she couldn't wait. Bye. See ya. I mean, okay. So back to your original question, because I was just curious about why you guys broke up. So back to your original question, how do you get hotter women? Yeah, like money solves a lot of these problems too, man. Because especially in a city like LA, because they have the expectation because there's this glamorous bullshit that's always on TV with like real estate agents and the real housewives and the real whatever of Orange County and this county and the other county. So like the... The expectations of the hotter women is like way in the clouds and you really need bank to, um, you know, show up for that. So in a year's time, when you're making a lot more money, things will change, you know, dramatically as far as the options that you'll be able to have. Um, You're probably doing it right as far as where you're at right now, like you're dating a few older cougars and spinning them as plates, not taking them seriously. Fine. Good. Um, I mean, if you deal with a younger woman that you know, is fun and sort of grows on you. And like the cream rises to the top, like spin the plates, cream rises to the top. If you want to get into a relationship or monogamous one or non-monogamous, you decide how it is that you want to set it up, but just keep doing what you're doing. I wouldn't sweat it too much, but I would also disqualify women that you're not attracted to, right? Like, why would you want to go out with a four? Like if you find a four or five or a six, not that attractive, then don't even bother. Like don't even waste your time. And that'll preserve your energy. Um, you've read my book. That was a question. Have you read my book? No, I haven't. I started listening to you while I'm in law school. So time, free time for uh, extracurricular reading is not possible for me right now. Get the audio book. Actually, wait. The The second edition of the audio book will be uploaded probably in the next week. I was talking to my editor today. He's just he's fastidious about making it perfect. But get the book. Um, I talk about it in 
a few areas of the book, but the reason why I'm mentioning it is there's this energy that sort of flows, right? Um, and energy is like distributing your fucks to things that are truly fuck worthy. And if you preserve it for yourself to use that energy on your career, maybe prioritizing it on any other, any other area of your own life that you can level up, then you won't waste your energy on women that you're not even attracted to. Cause at the end of the day, well, like, why do you even want to smash a four anyway, if you're not attracted to her, like, just don't save your energy, you know, save that vitality in yourself for a gal that you are hot for. That's one of the other things that I recommend as well too. But I talk specifically in one of the chapters about managing your fucks is, you know, the way that I place it, it applies to almost any area in your life. If you want to unplug it just from that generalization, you can use it in business transactions. You can use it dealing with women, all kinds of different areas. Just contemplate that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's actually not that complex, man. Just, just don't deal with substart substandard women. And if all you're getting is substandard women, there's something within you that you're missing somewhere. Like there's some area you're not, I mean, you said you're good looking, you're together, you, like you're fit, you, you said? Yeah. Height yeah. and weight? I'm five foot eight. Um, at the bottom of my cut, I was like 163, six pack, benching like. Broad shoulders, narrow waist? Yeah, like classic physique build. Okay. Not on gear or anything. Um, and now I'm like 170. I'm bulking out again. So I'm filled out, filling out again. Yeah. Some guys will like shit on you and say, oh, well, you're not tall enough because you're not over six foot. That's bullshit. As long as she's shorter than you and she can look up at you, it's totally fine. Um, no, I've, I've dated girls taller than me. I mean, I, the height has never been a, my problem. I mean, I, I've hooked up with women who've been taller than me. Yeah. It's yeah, never yeah, been my issue. Good. Yeah. So I just want to make sure that's not something that's holding you back. Good. All right. Good. You're good to go, man. Just again, you know, spend the time in yourself and don't don't waste it on the lower value women and, and the areas in your life that you can improve it. It just sounds like money, the social network, being more captivating, you know, like all of those things you can work on as you sort of climb out of school and sort of move into the real world and get that job that's going to pay you big bucks. Cool. Thanks. Take care. All right, bud. Take care, man. All right, let's do, uh, I got Sophos Bart. Again, guys, the call-in link is in the live chat of the YouTubes. Hit it, and let's chat. Let's do Sophos. Sophos. Oh, I, hey, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, all good. How are you going, Rich? How are you? Good, good. What do you got for me tonight? Good, good. I've been following you since uh, 2017, man. You didn't even have the Audi back then. Yeah, yeah. I was driving BMWs in those days. Yeah, yeah. So I've been following all you guys in the red pill sector for a very long time. Uh, mm -hmm. You, Rolo, and everyone. My question to you is, I mean, I've seen the help that you've provided to men, right? I mean, men are watching you guys and seeing and learning from you. But as long as the ladies don't learn from you, the mm -hmm. problem still exists. Mm -hmm. My That's why we do is, the ladies' night show. Yeah, so... And again, with that in mind, right, you've been doing your ladies' shows. Uh, Mike and Rolo have been doing their way, dress and fit. But I haven't really seen any of the girls actually learning anything out of it. The only girl that I've actually, the only female that I've seen changing from something is Jedi Billa after they talk with Rolo. But that's basically it. How can we get the ladies to actually learn from this how can we get them to actually understand this so yeah that's an interesting question um it happens but it only happens when they get older it it only happens when they're forced to accept the facts of reality that i talk about so um 90 of my viewers are guys 
And then the other 10% are women, obviously. Um, about half the women hate my guts and the other half don't. They actually like my shit. Every single chick that digs my content is older. They're all maybe 30 on the low end, 35, 40, like 35, 40 plus, right? And it's because they're forced to accept the realization that what I am speaking is actually true because they reflect back and upon, you know, their past choices in the life that they've made. And they looked at the results, they looked at their uh, belief system, they've looked at the choices that they've made, and they start to go, huh, maybe this bald, bearded, handsome dude actually knows what the fuck he's talking about. So I don't think you're ever going to convince these young bimbos, you know, that you see on on some of these podcasts sitting around tables um, that they should contemplate some of these ideas because they just don't. It's like you might as well argue with a stapler. It's going to get you just as far. And that's exactly and that's exactly my point. I know exactly what you're talking about. They will come to their senses when in 28, 30, when they're hitting the wall, when they want to settle down. Right. But by then, they already run through. They already lost all this capital on yep. themselves. Yep. They've lost all this, right? So then men have to either settle with a run-through hoe or a boss babe or whatever. Yeah. How can we... I don't understand. You are all very smart guys, right? You, Rolo, everyone, right? In the sphere. How can we not just come together and find a way to convince them young that this is a wrong way of doing it? They don't want to listen, man. They don't want to hear it. They've, they've been fed a steady sequence of lies their entire life. And every woman today that you're dealing with now has had a cell phone probably since they were about six, seven, or eight years old. And as soon as they started getting social media and using uh, social media apps more specifically that are, by the way, psyops that are programmed to uh, soften and weaken the Western male and turn them into soft, weak betas and to turn women into disagreeable boss bitches. Um, it's, it's been happening forever. Like I, I am not optimistic about the future of you know, men and women. I don't see things getting much better. Like I see pockets where guys are applying this. I see some pockets where women start to apply it. There are some younger women. Like uh, I'll be honest with you. If you watch some of the ladies' nights, there was one in the last month where there was a. She was Malaysian or Thai. I can't remember, but she was living in Australia, and her job was professional girlfriend. If her boyfriend uh, had a golf tournament on a Saturday morning at uh, 5.30 a.m. She would get up at 4 to make him breakfast and tidy up before he left. Um, there are women out there, and, and she's in her 20s, and she's conventionally feminine and attractive, objectively, most guys would say anyway. Um, so they are out there. Um, it's just... Those are the sorry? Those are definitely the exceptions, not the rule. They are, but again, I mean, like, this is a woman, like, when I was talking to her, um, you know, I was asking her about her childhood and her parents and what her father's, you know, beliefs happen to be. And, and she said something very interesting. You know, she said, my dad, who, you know, she said has a very strong accent because they're culturally from that country, um, would say a woman's job is to serve her man and a man's job is to serve his customer. And that's the simplest, most convenient, uh, traditional way to distill the gender roles. And she got that you know, from that, from that family upbringing and from that culture. So it's not that it's not out there with any young women. It's just more rare than it is common. 
And I think that the only time that most of these bad boss bitches um, in their 20s and even early 30s come to the realization is when they're forced to, when they realize that they struggle to compete with the younger, more attractive women because they're now older, right? Um, not all of them get there, but a lot of them do. A lot more of them do now anyway. I definitely agree with you on this one. Then you said that you're not optimistic. I'm actually terrified from the future. <laughs> so hmm. what, what I'm, I'm, because I'm the sort of person I'm always proactive, right? I'm, I'm 27 years old. My net worth hmm. is almost $200,000 now, hmm. aiming to be a millionaire by the age of 35. So the thing is, I, I can see it happening. And I'm thinking, how can we all come together and prevent that from happening? Prevent males use sex dolls to go off and women being in a relationship with one man 10 of them with one man and then we have a war out there mm. how can we prevent this right is it our message that it doesn't go through how can you know we what a lot of guys sophos will come to the question like how do we fix this like what is the solution like how do we remedy this issue and i don't think that's something that i want to do it's it's not worth my time i'm not here to save the world I'm here to enjoy myself, draw a perimeter around myself and the people that I care about, and I'll kick up my feet and drink a beer, smoke a joint, whatever, and watch them burn it down. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. Um, there's there's way too much wokeness. There's way too much of the nonsense out there, progressiveness, inclusivity. The world hates straight white males You know, today. It's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. I just don't care. My job is to tell the truth and help guys and any gals that want to, you know, come along for the ride to understand these raw uh, inconveniences for a lot of people that must be understood and followed if you want to get better results out of life. Uh, I'm not here to convince people. Uh, I don't give a fuck. I really don't. It's like, and if you don't like my stuff, that, it's fine. Yeah, And that's actually something that really disappoints me. I mean, look at you, right? You're a prime alpha male. Back in, back in time, you would be a king. Right, having a king say that I don't care about my subjects—they're not my there subjects. Is not a kingdom to, yeah. They're not so my there subjects. They don't, they don't pay me taxes. They're not in my army. I don't give a fuck. I mean, that's the thing, right? Wouldn't I mean again? It's all hypothetical, but if if you could put your brain to it, I bet you can definitely find a way to actually so save us from what's to come, right? <laughs> I get it. And I've, and I've had this conversation dozens and dozens and dozens of times, but I don't give a fuck. I literally give so few fucks. I have no fucks to give at all when it comes to saving other people's bullshit at all. I just don't. I just don't. It was nice talking with you, Rich. I hope everyone out there had a think about it and let's all push together. We might make you give a fuck and then we are safe. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> I'll let you go. Um, look, man, I've I've written a book that solves many problems. Again, if you haven't got it, get it. It's cheap. It's on Amazon. That solves a lot of problems. If you guys want me to solve the world's problems, the best thing that you can do is solve your own problem. Because if you solve your own problem as a man and become the best optimized version of yourself, okay? I'm not saying compare yourself to Richard Branson or the next Hollywood star that you might follow. But if on a scale of one to 10, you're rating yourself a six or a seven on your scale, you got work to do. Don't worry about the rest of the world. Don't worry about the hoes. Don't worry about the weak men. Don't worry about the government. Don't worry about any of that shit. Optimize yourself until you're a 10. 
Now that you've done that, draw a perimeter around the people that you give a fuck about and take care of them because you'll be more than busy taking care of the people that you love and care about within that perimeter because that's us. And then on the outside of that perimeter that you draw, that's them. And I don't give a fuck about them and what they do because they're going to do what they do anyway. They vote for stupid government policies. They vote for policies that uh, force me to pay 65% of my income in taxes. I don't give a fuck. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go out there and take a microphone or a speakerphone or go out in the street, you know, and be that king that I could have been, you know, 2,000, 3,000 years ago or whatever the hell he's talking about. I don't care. These people, most people want to carry on with their life, drunk on the Kool-Aid of bullshit that society sells them, sleepwalking through life, getting basic ass results and wondering why their life sucks. I don't give a fuck. Let them stay fat, incompetent, you know, slow. I don't care. They don't want to be the best version of themselves. That's fine. I've got thousands of videos out there. I've got thousands of podcast hours. I've probably got close to a thousand interviews on other people's podcasts where I, I spread the message. I can't do anything more than that. I don't give a fuck beyond that. <laughs> you come off my uh, pedestal for a minute there, but look, man, I get it. You know, like you guys want me to save the world for you, save yourself. You won't be asking me to fix the world if you're already a 10 on your own scale. You won't because you won't give a fuck either. You'll get to the point that I got to because you only have time to give a fuck about the people within your perimeter. That's it. Uh, let me get Sion here. See what he's got. Sion, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. Oh, the super chat. Okay. Yeah. Because I told you to click in. What, what were you asking about? Yeah, just have one question. I have a lot of details, but I'm going to give you the situation. Sure. Basically, I separated in 2020. Initially, yeah. I started the, the divorce. Can I get you to move the camera papers? on you a little bit? Because half your face is cut off. There, there you, you go. go. The SI iPad is not helping too well. There you go. Fire away. Sorry, carry there on. There you go. So I uh, served the papers in 2020 uh, for the divorce, but then... In the meantime, you know, there's like a cool down period at this date, about 60 days. We have to wait before finalizing the whole thing. She got pregnant. So now I have two year old daughter. Okay. She's beautiful. But I didn't went through the divorce because now the state would get in the middle of it by, you know, deciding how, how many days I'm going to see the daughter or how much um, I'm going to pay. And also the um, health care. Which is crazy. It looks. Where like do you live? Stuff. In what state? Uh, Texas. Okay. All right. So, so you're still with your kid's mom? No, we. Uh, I've been separated from here. Oh, and I do live in California, though. So I come and visit. Okay. Okay. So, what's the ask here? What's the question? Yeah. Um. Just for advice. I mean, I haven't. I know eventually I have to uh, get divorced, but mm -hmm. this situation has just been dragging along because. It, I'm cordial with her and, you know, I, I get to see the baby as much as I want and um, I'm helping her out and she's uh, working, working with me at the same time. Mm. So, but eventually I know she might find somebody or something. We have to, we're going to have to do the divorce, but Why then I, she want to sign the divorce papers. Uh, she does. She wants to sign it, but I haven't gone through because of the state thing uh, where they were going to force me to pay um, like, um, 
healthcare, and mm. and then oh, so decided, you're not paying that right now, so it's going to cost you more money, is what you're saying? Yes, and also the amount on child support. I talked to a lawyer. They say yeah. that you know, even if I agree with their front amount, like uh, if they decide that it's it should be more, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, so to to that point, I mean, you can't contract out of family law. So if you're giving her, let's say it's a thousand bucks a month right now, you know, just use a, a number, but family law based on their tables says your income, once you plug it in, you need to be paying $2,100, uh, you know, plus whatever, uh, that's considerably more money. It's probably more money than what the child needs to live, but they don't give a shit about that. That's just how their tables work. That's the reality of having children in a Western country. That's how they operate. You can't get around that. Um, the best thing that you can do at this point is just say, look, you know, I'm giving you thousand dollars a month. Um, is that cool still? All right, good. Uh, let's sign these papers and get it wrapped up. Cause I know that you want to move on and I want to move on. And, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, like I'm there to take care of the, my obligations as a father, blah, blah, blah. And hopefully she'll be okay with that. Now she could be at work one day or having, you know, wine with her girlfriends one night on a Friday night, celebrating a birthday. And they're talking about child support. And then one of her friends goes, you know, Billy's this, that, and the other thing with the child support. And then they look over at her and they go, what's your situation with like with Scion? And then she says, oh, well, he's only giving me a thousand dollars a month. Well, girl, what's his income? You know, if you plug it in this table over here in this website, oh my God, he should be giving you $2,100 a month. That's when shit can get ugly. And you might have to retroactively pay on the months that you didn't pay those amounts for. There's nothing you can do about it, man. There's literally nothing that you can do about it. I mean, you can run off and go to a country with no extradition laws and disappear and, you know, just leave yourself from the obligations, but you're on the hook for what the government says you're on the hook for. So guys watching that are, that live in the West understand this is how family law works for you. Unfortunately, we need a time machine to take you back two years. So you didn't knock her up. Yeah. Those don't exist. Yep. And um, I talked to a lawyer. They um, there's several ways to get divorced. Um, mm. One of them is by mediation. And the lawyer told me that when I do it mediation, three years is like um, like locked. You can't go to the court and say, "Hey, you know, I want to change this or amend this." Mm. Um, so I guess it's more beneficial for me to do it a mediation way because she can't really change it until three years later. But the the lawyer also told me that after three years, even if she doesn't want to change it, the state might get in the middle of it and reviewing everything and just making the decision that they whatever they want to make, even if uh, we agree. Yeah. Oh, so. You got you got about 16 to 18 years of bullshit that you're going to have to put up with because you have a two year old. So welcome to the jungle, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I guess the best thing I can do is just uh, keep things cordial with their. Um... That's about the best you can do. Yeah, and awesome. Well, thank you for your advice. You know what the worst is now, so just you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, as they say. All right, bud. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, have yeah. a good night. Thanks, man. All right, uh, I'm going to do one more call, and I got Leo here. Let me do that in a second after I get the super chat. Uh, maybe one way we can get uh, we can make the them understand is by not giving the big bimbos cougars our essence time now they, they now they think they deserve a high quality man given all the issues instead look at the reality yeah again that's a solution that i've heard many many times just don't get like if even if you don't there's eight billion people on the planet half of them are men so there's 
4 billion dudes out there that will still do the dorky bullshit. You know, it is what it is. Um, there's Gia here's on Twitter and she's been on my ladies night before she gets it. Okay. And there's not a lot of gals that understand most of it. Anyway, <laughs> let me just correct that. Women will never completely see it from a man's perspective. They just can't. Uh, but you know, she gets it for the most part. So there are some, you know, women out there that subscribe to these traditional, uh, notions and conversations that I always have. Uh, let's see what Leo's got for us over here. Leo, what's up, buddy? Hey, Richard. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for your work. Uh, yeah. I've been watching you since 2020 and read your book. So I... Did you leave a nice review on Amazon for me on the book? I always got to ask, man. Thank you. I did, man. Yeah. Thank you for Please do so, guys, book. if you've read the book. Always go to Amazon and leave a kind review. Thank you. Sorry, Leo. Go ahead. So, so I was dating a single mom. Uh, <sighs> she had a 12-year-old. She's 31. I am 31. I work in aerospace and defense. I'm an engineer. Yeah. Uh, we lived in LA. So she went to nursing school. And as soon as she graduates, right, gets her first big girl job. You know, yeah. she gets a coworker. Uh, I didn't find out until she manipulated me and I had to break up with her. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's been five months, but I have been having a little bit of hard time getting over the five-year relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, what did she do? Did she step out on you? Did she go and betray you and bang somebody else? Uh, I didn't know if she banged somebody before breaking up, but mm -hmm. definitely after, like within days. Oh, yeah. Something was going on before then. Yeah. Okay. So how did you lose out to this guy? Like, what did he what did he have to offer? Because, you know, women only leave a relationship if she thinks that she's going to do better. I'm not sure. This guy is a nurse. Uh, he's shorter than her. She makes the Oh, she works with him. Yeah, she works with him. Isn't that convenient? Yeah. So uh, I've been having a hard time because if I look at myself, I'm definitely better than this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he's even younger. So, uh, you know, a lot of the times, Leo, women, when they're with you for a while, will start to take you for granted. They will form this idea in their head that any guy that they leave you for will be at your level or better quite easily. And it's not always true. In fact, it's usually not true, especially, well, look, I mean, if you're a 10 out of 10 and you're a solid chap, like a top shelf guy in the top 1%, the chances of her replacing you is slim to none. You said you work in aerospace? Yes. You get paid well into six figures? Yes. Yeah. Good looking guy in shape, broad shoulders, narrow waist. Broad shoulder, narrow waist. I'm 5'10". Uh, I would give my looks about seven. Mm -hmm. You're you're in a, a higher percentage of men out there if you're making over six figures. You said you're 28 or was it 31? Sorry. I'm 31. 31, yeah. If you're 31 making well into six figures, like you're, like you're coming into your stride now. And dude, like at the end of the day, this chick was 31 with a 12-year-old. That meant she had a kid when she was a teenager. Yeah, she had a kid with a guy who's ten years older than her, uh -huh. and uh, she's her. She's his third baby mama. She's his third baby mama. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's doing a good job at scattering his his seed, isn't he? Yeah. So huh. I was fool enough to be in this relationship long enough. Yeah. Uh, she kind of kept me into it, but when I once I realized it's time. Did for you her go to through go, betaization? 
I didn't actually. I was actually pretty dominant in the relationship. Good with frame, okay. With frame, and she couldn't break it. She tried breaking it many times, and she tried to get a ring, and I was like, let's wait, let's see how it goes, and mm -hmm. she couldn't wait. Yeah, you know, man, you know, here's the thing, because we've all, every guy is going to deal with some level of heartbreak where they commit to a woman, the ego invests in her, even a child that isn't theirs that they'll, that they'll take care of and protect and provide for. Uh, you form a relationship, a strong bond with her and even her kid. Um, and they don't like things don't last forever. You know, I've, I did a show the other week about uh, cheating versus betrayal and the non-monogamous uh, like fashion in which we operate as human beings. We're not very good at it. You know, we suck at it. So like you can't expect like one of the big red, red pilling moments for a lot of guys, you know, when they unplug is like they realize she wasn't mine. It was just my turn, you know, or some soundbite to that effect that we've all heard before. Um, They've said that if you date somebody for five years, it'll probably take you five years for, for them to be completely out of your head, right? I've seen guys suffer for six months, 12 months, year and a half, you know, in some cases with women that they've spent, you know, some time with. It's normal to feel betrayed. It, like anger is a legitimate response in the shape, like in the form of an injustice. She steps out on you after you commit to her and raise her kid and, you know, provide for them. And it sounded like you put her through school as well. Yes, I did. And, and you put her through school. I mean, you put her through school into a job where she met a guy that she left you for. This is like, you know, like this is the story that I've heard as old as time. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he was telling me his wife stepped out on him. And I was like, well, what the fuck happened? You, you know, we all thought that you guys were good. He goes, yeah, well, she liked horses. And because she liked horses, I bought her a horse. And I thought, you know, that was a good thing to do because that's what a good husband does. He, you know, he makes money and provides. Only she started banging the stable boy at, you know, wherever she was riding the horses. Um, you know, this is a story as, you know, as old as time is you're going to, you're going to do things and you're going to offer solutions and remedies and economic benefits to women that they're going to use to betray you. Um, get used to it. <laughs> it's uh, funny that you said that about the uh, horse story. So, because I'm very dedicated to my work, I travel out of state uh, two weeks out of the month. Yeah. So, uh, I gave her opportunity to control the house however she needed to. And she did that pretty well when it was time. But as soon as she steps out, like she gets her first job, uh, everything changes around her. Yeah. And uh, she couldn't break my frame. She tried breaking it at the last day when she came to, you know, get her stuff. I just wanted to ask her like, hey, why did you pull this move? And her answer was, you didn't call me beautiful enough. <laughs> And uh, uh, I started laughing uh, at her face. I'm like, really? Okay. That's, I mean, that's, that's hilarious. That's, that's some bullshit right there. That's, that's the other guy calling her beautiful. And she just figured, you know what? I'll use this on him. I got to tell him something because I'm a hoe and I got to make up some reason. So I'm going to blame it on him and say that he didn't say that I was beautiful enough. It's not your fault if she's a hoe. Hoes are going to hoe. You can't make a hoe a housewife, you know, you got involved with a gal that had a 12 year old that she, you know, birthed when she was what, 18. She got it from a 10, a guy that was 10 years older than her. She ended up being the third baby mama. She's an idiot. Right. And you must have seen the red flags in hindsight. Now that you've read my book, you know what they are now. Um, you know that she's not a high quality woman. She's an of high virtue. So just consider it a five year lesson or whatever the, you know, 
relationship term happen to be a five-year lesson that cost you five years of your life, you know, five years of investment uh, that you've now taken from and you're going to move on from. You're going to leave it behind and move onwards and upwards. The next gal that you find is going to be hotter, younger, with no kids, tighter, all that stuff. I guarantee. And you're going to look back on this call one day. You're going to go and watch it and be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Why did I even care? So you will get past it. There is no doubt in my mind that you will. It's just that you're going through some grief right now and it's fine. Focus on things that you give a fuck about. I mean, like whatever your hobbies are that you might have put off because you were dealing with her or her priorities or her kids' priorities, all of those interests that you might have had that you may have put off, double down and spend some time on them, man. You know, things that you'd like to explore, places that you, know, that you wanted to visit, trips that you may have wanted to take that she wouldn't let you take because whatever reason, go do them, right? Yeah. And one thing I wanted to put uh, out for the guys out there that she tried to convince me very hard that she even changed her religion to Islam and uh -huh. also went out and got a tattoo of my name in her ring finger. Oh, okay. And at that moment, I realized she's trying too hard, so I'm going to put it off. I'm, I kept my frame. I didn't let it break. I didn't go and give her a finger and, you know, bend down on my knees. So, so, so she wasn't Muslim. What was her background? Uh, she's white. She's from California, Los Angeles. Okay. And you're from yeah. Islam, right? Yeah. Uh, my parents, uh, I mean, uh, my family came from Iran. What did your parents think of you hooking up with a gal with a kid from a prior relationship? I mean, they didn't like it at the first place, but she kind of played it pretty well. So I used to take my mother to the mosque nearby and mm -hmm. she showed up and uh, converted to Islam in front mm -hmm. of her, you know, without even telling me. So it was a whole show. You know what it sounds like to me? Like you probably didn't move at the speed that she wanted you to. You know, she, she went and got the tattoo. She went and converted to your religion. She had genuine burning desire for you. You had good frame. I bet what it was, was that because she was pushing for something that you weren't willing to give her, she started to look elsewhere because she knew that her chips were, were getting cashed out. Cause she's 31, man. She's getting older, right? Yeah. And that's fine because you didn't want to give it to her probably because you're like, your intuition was going off going like, ah, let's wait and see. I'm not really digging this. I don't know if this is a good idea. Right. Right. So the intuition uh, that I had was, she left her baby's father uh, telling me that he was abusive, quote unquote, abusive. Uh, but when I look at the guy. Every single chick, dude, every single chick that leaves a guy always has some story about he was abusive. He was financially abusive. You know what that translates to? He set a budget and he didn't want me to go outside of it. But she'll call him financially abusive or some shit, right? Don't but like, the baby's father actually take care of the kid more than her. She's always in school. She's outside. She's yeah, there you time. go. And she's always uh, using him as a tool to keep the kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So look, man, like you saw what she was made of. That's it. You, you know, you spent five years of your life and you got an exit. And now she's somebody else's problem. Consider it a blessing. Consider it a massive blessing. Thank you, Richard, for. That affirmation, actually, it helps a lot. You got it, Leo. Take care, brother. Peace. All right. Uh, going to wrap it up. This guy here says, Andy, dude, in Texas, get a lawyer. Could save you a lot. Definitely um, always consult with a licensed legal professional when it comes to the matters of family law because it's a legal matter. I'm not a lawyer. I don't give legal advice. Um, I don't, I'm not even going to read that username. Um, just make sure you can chill. If you can chill, you're fine. 
I'm not sure what that's referenced to, but thanks for the super. All right. Um, I think we're going to call it a night. Um, we got ladies night Wednesday, 8 PM Eastern. Moff will have a uh, new panel for us. Um, what else? He's doing office hours Thursday. I think this weekend we're getting into the Christmas holidays. So we'll probably skip the general show on Saturday, but we'll be back the week after. Um, actually is when's what's next Monday. Next Monday's Christmas, so I'm not going to broadcast on Christmas. Uh, I'll take next Monday off, but what I'll do is I'll do an end-of-the-year show on the Unplugged Alpha. Um, so look for that event created. You'll probably see it in your feed, uh, 30th or 31st. I'll definitely do an end-of-year show. Um, big, big, long one. I always do one every single year. So we'll see you guys later. Uh, here's the outro. All right, guys. If you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha, community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top pinned comment on YouTube for all the links mentioned